on KTNF, KTNF AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Good morning to all of you joining us locally by radio and streaming online. We appreciate you tuning in. Today is Sunday, January 14th, 2018, and I'm your host, Hertzy Hertz. I'm here to talk with Maddie Love and Daniel Hansen for a hopefully recurring segment where we'll dive deep into a denomination or religion, looking at where where and when it was founded, and what happened after that. Today, we'll be looking into the Seventh-day Adventists. Yay. This is an open conversation, and we welcome and encourage listener interaction with your phone calls to 952-946-6205, your emails to radio at mnatheist.org, or tweet us at at Atheist Talk. The phone number is only available when we are live, but you can always email or tweet us when you're live or listening to the podcast. Maddie? Dan, welcome to Atheist Talk, and good morning. Welcome. Thanks. All right. So, Dan, you have done the research for this. I have. Um, I was also raised as Seventh-day Adventist, a third generation. My dad was a deacon. My mom was a deaconess. Uh, So I have a fair amount of background with this. Okay. All right. Awesome. So let's get started with the beginning of the Seventh-day Adventists. Yeah, so uh, first a couple things. Um, a lot of people have maybe heard of Seventh-day Adventists, but um, it they get confused with, say, the Church of Latter-day Saints, the Mormons, or, um, you know, some of these other groups, and they're, they're not the same. They actually came out of sort of the same time period um, and some of the same things that were happening, but they are a distinctive group. Um, so what do you know about Seventh-day Adventists in general, uh, either of you? Um, or, or what do you think you know? <laughs> appar- apparently they have a thing about seven days. Yes. I'm yeah. guessing this is not having to do with the ring. <laughs> and it's advantageous or something? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, I know that John Kellogg was one. <laughs> yes, uh, he was an early one, although there was a schism, because if you have a religion, you have to have a schism at some point. Um, yeah, the Adventism part is, is uh, that that denotes that they believe that the end of the world is drawing near. So that's where that comes from. And the seventh... Any day now. Any day. Any day. We'll <laughs> Almost multi- there. Multiple days are named. We'll talk about that in a second. <laughs> um, and the uh, seventh day part is they they believe that um, the Sabbath is on Saturday uh, and go from sundown to sundown, just like the Jewish um, people do. So, you know, from sundown on Friday till sundown on Saturday, that's that's the Sabbath day. And you don't, you don't, um, traditionally, like when I grew up, like you didn't buy anything, you didn't watch TV, you didn't, you know, work, um, you didn't do anything like that. Preferably you'd have already made up your food for the day, uh, et cetera. So that... Could, could you use a microwave? Yeah, you can. You could, I mean, you can do these things. But you really want to keep it to a minimal so that you can spend your time thinking about, you know, Jesus and stuff. So that's... You know, music, you wouldn't want to listen to probably um, contemporary music. Classical was fine, which is where I got a little bit of my love for classical music. So see, it all works out okay. (laughs) Silver lining. Silver lining. Silver lining. There we go. They're also vegetarian um, in general. Uh, That's not an absolute, but... And I think it's gotten shakier since since I was uh, SDA, you know, many years ago. But um, traditionally, yeah, that that's another thing. Um, I didn't eat meat until I was eighteen, uh, so that's another thing. There's there's twenty five million of them around the world, and they're one of the faster growing religions. But most of those are not in America. 
Um, mm. Most of them are are you know spread throughout the world. I think the I forget, I forget the numbers on America, but they're actually pretty small. Is there like a, a if in poorer countries there's there more, in richer countries fewer? Um, it really varies. Like there's a lot of them in South Korea. Um, and then there's a lot of them that they do outreach like in the, uh, um, in Africa and a lot of the, the poor nations also. Yeah. So, uh, that's just been an ongoing thing for a long time. So let's get back to the actual start. Oh yeah. So, okay. So um, when, when did this start? Well, we have to go back to the 1840s. And that sounds like a great time. (laughs) It was a a great time if you were in religion, because let me tell you, there was uh, something called the Second Great Awakening. The First Great Awakening was like um, in the 1730s and 1740s. The Second Great Awakening happened um, in uh, the the early to mid uh, 1840s. And a lot of it happened in the western and central regions of New York. And this, this was actually got the name of the burned over um, district because there were so many different religions that were going through and converting people that, uh, Charles Finney, the father of American revivalism said that basically they didn't have any more fuel, uh, unconverted people to burn, convert. There was just (laughs) every, everybody was at least one religion at that point. And there were huge camp meetings and things like that. Um, and the two biggest ones that come out of this were the Mormons and the Millerites. And William Miller was um, uh, an interesting guy. He did, he did a lot of research and concluded that the, uh, uh, he had figured out pretty much when, when Jesus was coming back. Oh, he, he figured it out? Yeah. So when right. was it? Um, you missed it, right? Um, <laughs> Miller time. Well, <laughs> it was going to happen between March 21st, 1843 and March 21st, 1844. And, oh, yeah, we missed that by a mile. Yeah, there, there were tons <laughs> and tons God. of people that, that bought into this, et cetera. And um, guess what happened on March 21st, 1844? Ooh, ooh. Birds? Ooh. <laughs> Nothing. Suicide? Not, well, there were a lot of people that were disappointed. Okay, so, yeah. So how is that different than normal? <laughs> well, I'd be disappointed if I wasn't It was a minor too. disappointment because <laughs> what they did was they, they sat and thought about this, and they're like, okay, you know what? Um, we probably figured this out wrong because Jesus didn't show up. So they they figured out that they had been using the wrong calendar. Oh. That, uh, <laughs> oh. Okay, yes. so th- when was Jesus actually <clears throat> coming back then? Well, they'd been using the rabbinic calendar, and they were supposed to be using the karatai. Uh, I'm sorry, slaughtered that Jewish calendar. Um, and so they figured out that it's actually going to be April 18, 1844. Uh, Shortly after April 18, 1844, they figured that they had once again made a mistake, and this time they had it for sure. This was October 22nd, 1844. Really, really, this time. <laughs> really, really? <laughs> really, really. Now, the Millerites had um, a, a somewhere around 100,000 people there. So the massive camp meetings and, and, and just, you know, a really, really strong following here. Um, you got to remember the population was a lot less back then, too. This was, this was huge. Um, so October, I'm going to give a little hint to what's going to happen. Okay. October 22nd, 1844 began to know, became, uh, known historically as the great disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was really going to come this time. Right. Okay. So the people were so sure that this was right, that a lot of them, uh, like the farmers didn't bother to take in their crops. 
at the end, end of the year. People quit their jobs. They sold all their possessions. They broke off ties with their families. They, they did all this stuff because they were so sure. They went up on hilltops and mountaintops to be closer to Jesus when he showed up. Then they wouldn't have as long a trip, I guess, or, or whatever. Isn't, you know, this is kind of reminding me because wasn't there one like on October 21st a few years ago? The Herald Camping one. Herald yeah. Cam- yeah. And then like people, I heard about people like, you know, quitting their jobs and stuff and I or spending all their savings yeah. and I'm looking going it's actually rational like if you really honestly truly honestly think the world's will... about to end shouldn't you like I mean why I would you spend all the time getting in the crops and everything right I mean you don't need it right where are you gonna leave it for the sinners that are being left they've, behind they've already had two things that didn't happen oh I didn't th- say like believing in it was rational I said okay, like, okay. if you believe <laughs> in it then it's logically but they worked it out this time they knew their mistakes <laughs> you know it's like when you do a math problem you get it wrong you're like right. oh I forgot to carry the one uh, this time it's right. And how many more Jewish calendars that they have to fall back on? Right. This well, one not it a lot. It had to be this one. So, so there was actually, there was instances of violence. Uh, Millerite church was burned in Ithaca. Um, there were churches that were vandalized. A mob attacked a congregation with clubs and knives. Um, there was a group that was tarred and feathered. There, there were shootings. This was, this was a big deal. And, you know, if you had basically done something like that too, you'd thrown away your entire life because you believed this and you found out it was wrong you might be angry too. I'm not saying you should be violent about it, but I kind of get it, you know? Yeah, you're not, you're not condoning it. You just understand. <laughs> right. So out of the Millerite movement uh, came something like a dozen different um, groups. Uh, and I, I can't remember them. I don't have them written down here, but, but you'd recognize some of the names. A lot of the, one of the biggest ones was the Seventh-day Adventist because they figured, okay, well, something had to happen, obviously. I mean, right? I mean, we couldn't just have just made this up and just, right? So, so something had to happen. And so they came up with, uh, um, well, they, 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 changed, they, they changed themselves to the name of Adventists and taught that the, the, those expectations have been fulfilled in another way. And that what had happened was Jesus had entered the most holy place of heaven and was now doing an investigative judgment of the world. So he was there with all the angels, and he was showing that all the people were bad. And so that's why, you know, we had to do all this. So if you were saved on that day, you were good. If you weren't, you, it was bad. It was too late. You couldn't do anything about it. So Can anybody see a problem with this? Well, I'm just wondering why Jesus is doing his own paperwork. He, I mean, I'm I'm well. I work in an office environment and such, and this just sounds like a lot of bureaucracy. That's why we're and, still here. It and, takes a lot of work. Okay, and I'm picturing I love really I love Lucy episode with the chocolates, but the souls are the chocolates, and Jesus is trying to stuff them everywhere because he keeps well, getting more. That actually leads right into one of the big problems because people kept having babies, um, and what do you do about the babies? Uh, now, now SDAs don't believe in in uh, hell. They believe, you know, the Bible talks about it being like a sleep, and that's what it is. You just basically go to sleep, and there's no hell, and that, that's it. But still, there's big questions. Like, this baby is born. It's not going to heaven. Yeah, and it's not like the baby's going to let you sleep. <laughs> so, so what do you do about this, right? Um, so they, they, uh, they kind of kicked around for a while, and, and uh, after... Oh. well. Yeah, it looks like we are going to have to go th- we'll figure have to... out what happens yes, after the Yes, cliffhanger. What do you do about that? <laughs> what do you do with the babies? Babies. Please stay with us through the break, and we'll be returning to Atheist Talk with our guests, Maddie Love and Daniel Hansen. I'm Hertzie Hertz, and you're listening to KTNF, the progressive voice of Minnesota.
Welcome back to AM 950 KTNF, the progressive voice of Minnesota. You're tuned in to Atheist Talk, and I'm your host, Hertzy Hertz, in studio talking to with Maddie Love and Daniel Henson about the history of the Seventh-day Adventists. Before we get back, however, I want to remind everyone listening live that immediately following the program, you can listen to American Atheist Viewpoint, an official production from American Atheists. Please note, you can always catch American Atheist Viewpoints by subscribing to the podcast version in iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or the podcast player of your choice. As for the here and now, if you don't, if you'd like to get involved in the conversation with Maddie and Dan, this morning you can call us at nine five two nine four six six two zero five, email us at radio at I'm sorry, radio at mnatheist.org, or tweet us at at atheist talk. With this wonderful information out of the way, Maddie, Dan, Dan, you left us with a cliffhanger. Right. What happened to the babies? <sighs> well. You know, the Adventist movement kicked around for about 20 years after that, and they were trying to figure out what to do. Well, I was going to say, right now it's the Miller movement, right? Right. It's so the, it's Miller it was the Millerites, right. And, and Ellen White, uh, who we're going to get into a little bit more here, um, was one of the founders. The main supporters and founders of, of this were James White, Ellen G. White, and Joseph Bates. Um, Ellen White... Uh, Is there any any like relationship to Norman Bates? I don't know. Probably not. Uh, <laughs> and, and also uh, John Kellogg um, from the, the Kellogg uh, Sanitarium um, was also an early and strong supporter. He was, if you know about him, he's a very interesting person. Um, he developed um, with his brother, I think. I'm going to check on that. But uh, uh, Kellogg Cornflakes has uh, to make them really bland and boring to like suppress your sexual urges because if you, you eat boring food, then you don't want to have sex, apparently. So he was a serial member. <laughs> sure, yeah. <laughs> I, I might have had to stretch for that one. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Um, and, and so John Kellogg got later in, I think, 1906 uh, or 1907, there was a schism and he split off from the church, but still adopted a lot of their practices. He just wasn't a direct follower. Well, you, um, you mentioned Ellen White. Right. Um, Ellen White was uh, is is basically the prophetess of, of the SDA church, which, you know, there's not a lot of prophetesses in, in uh, American history. So that's an interesting fact. When she was nine years old... Um, she was being chased by another girl, and the girl threw a rock at her. Ellen, name, whose name was uh, Harmon at the time, um, happened to turn at the wrong time, and the rock hit her in in the parietal area um, by the eye socket, and um, she she blacked out, and then she woke up uh, in in a, a heck of a throw you know in a local store that somebody was had they'd taken her in and they're. She, she, they, they thought maybe she'd be okay. So she started to, she got up and started to walk home and immediately passed out and then went into a coma for three weeks. Now, remember, this is the 1800s. Uh, three weeks in a coma, they didn't have IV bags. They didn't have anything like that. They didn't fix her face up because they didn't think there was any point. There's no, she's going to die. Um, miraculously, uh, she, she lived. And she came out of this, uh, but she always had a lot of health problems and things like that. Um, There is a lot of um, people that that believe that, like, this this might have might have been uh, th- this brain injury. Because, I mean, if you're in a coma for three weeks from getting hit in the head, it's a brain injury. Um, that this this might have had something to, to do with the fact that she started having visions and stuff, uh, you know, not too long after that. Uh, she, 
her her first visions came after she she hooked into the Millerites um, when she was like fourteen years old. She she'd gone to a bunch of the the camp meetings and things like that, and she started having all these visions, and her visions were very childlike. Um, kind of like what you would expect if a child was making something up. Um, you know, she saw heaven and the streets were made of real gold and everybody wore crowns and, you know, things like this. It's Why like, well, it always gold? you know, it's like that's, I don't know that I would want streets made of gold and wearing crowns sounds awkward and weird and, and yeah. Tiaras maybe. Tia- <laughs> right? Okay. I mean, at least hold your hair back. Sure. True. Uh, so, so it's like, it's, it's like, it would have been more impressive if she started having visions that were, you know, maybe not. Not quite as childlike, but um, and streets made of gold would not be durable at all. Gold mm-hmm. is pretty malleable, and maybe it's gold plated, but there's like real asphalt or something underneath. Yeah, but that's gonna um, flake off really fast. Well, I'm just thinking, like in heaven, you'd think they'd have a, a substance that was like you know pretty useful, but at the same time durable. Things don't wear, things don't wear out in heaven. You're always comfy. So yeah, well, yeah. On, on walking on Gold Street, sure, Apparently. sure. <laughs> so the SEA Church was officially uh, established in Battle Creek, Michigan, in May 20, on May 21, 1863, and there were about 3,500 uh, original members. Um, so you know, decent decent size church. Um, Ellen White had visions throughout her time, and the, uh, the SEA Church is based on this idea that. Um, you know, the Bible comes first and foremost. That's that's where they get there. They'll tell you always that that's, that's where they, you know, everything comes from. And then Ellen White is like supplemental. So uh, if you have any questions or anything, you can go back to her writings because she wrote a lot, tons, tons of books. Um, the Great Controversy is the most well-known and most popular um, and the, that's the one that they'll still like um, be happy to give you for free or leave on your door or annoy you with um, in some way, shape or form. And it talks all about the great controversy between Satan and Jesus and how Satan was thrown out of heaven. And, and you know, she goes into all the particulars and stuff. Um, so th- some of the problems are that a lot of her visions were just wrong, um, def- you know, demonstrably wrong. And that she plagiarized a lot of stuff. Um, <laughs> now, SDAs today will tell you, it's like, well, you know, plagiarism really wasn't a thing back in the <laughs> 1840s. Nobody, nobody cared. There are, there are portions of the Bible that say not to po- plagiarize, okay? It, mm-hmm. it's, nobody's ever liked plagiarizing. Uh, Plato, no, don't, you know, they would be happy to tell you. It's like, you can't, I, I wrote that. You can't just, you know... <laughs> Act like you came up with that. That's wrong. So, anyways, um, so here's here's a few interesting things that she claimed. Um, uh, excessive seeing is a sin. Can so, you define that? Yeah. What is excessive seeing? Probably not. Um, this comes from Councils on Diet and Foods um, from 1880. Excessive indulgence in eating, drinking, sleeping, or seeing is a sin. Like too much prophesying, maybe. I, I'm, Which is what she's known for, so that would be ironic. Not, yeah, no. I'm like looking at food too long or right. looking at people too long. Maybe she didn't Well, yeah, like lust it. is a sin. Yeah. I mean, obviously no, not really, We'll but... get into that. Okay, oh, gosh. My. Like, oh, my. Um, like pia- the rest of it, it doesn't make sense. No. <laughs> piano tuners um, will probably go insane. Um, what? Is she, that too much seeing? This is, uh, again, from letters. <laughs> no, that's too much hearing. In oh. many cases, I've advised out-of-door work for piano tuners, telling them that unless they change their business, they would have to deal with insanity. 
Okay. That that sounds like somebody who's insane trying to tell a rational per so at least yeah. mostly rational person something. Well, have we done studies? That's what I want to know. I, you know, <laughs> always a skeptic. Right. <laughs> Uh, tea and coffee drinking loosens your tongue. Um, when <laughs> that's actually true. I am uh, looking at the thing of tea next to Dan. Yay, that's what I'm talking. <laughs> and uh, the one next to me. <laughs> when, when Maddie, tea, what are you drinking? What are, yeah, what is I'm in drinking that, Maddie? coffee, but like without okay. the coffee, I would have been it loosened my tongue. I would have been like, uh, it's morning. See, uh, the, the problem, she says, is when these users get together for social entertainment, um, the effects of this pernicious habit are manifest. All partake freely of their favorite beverages, and it stimulates their influence, and their tongues are loosened, and they talk of others. And we're going to have to leave it at that, but we will return shortly. Thank you for listening for Atheist <laughs> Talk on KTNF AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. for tuning in to Atheist Talk on AM 950 KTNF. I'm your host, Hertzie, and we are having what I would classify as a hilarious conversation with Maddie and Dan, speaking about the Seventh-day Adventists. Before we continue with this conversation, which will be our final segment with Maddie and Dan, there's a bit of housekeeping I need to attend to. Atheist Talk is produced with funding from Minnesota Atheists and Cucumbers Restaurant in Edina, Minnesota. Please consider visiting our sponsors, and if you do, let them know that you appreciate their support of Atheist Talk. If you'd like to advertise on the program and help keep us on the air, please contact us at radio at mnatheist.org. I also want to note our dedicated group of volunteers and the generous donations of you, our listeners. You help keep Atheist Talk on the air and in podcast form. I also want to note our donors this week, Cindy, a sustaining donor, and our new patrons, Matthew and Art. Thank you very much. If you're here, if you're Thank able you. to help with the donation, <laughs> please consider doing so at our radio fund page or at our Patreon at www patreon.com slash atheist talk minnesota atheist is a 501c3 tax deductible organization and we couldn't do this show without you and we deeply appreciate your support music for atheist talk is by composer and member michael davis and is used permis- permission please note all opinions are of the guests and hosts only and do not necessarily reflect those as an of Minnesota Atheists as an organization. As always, check out the Minnesota Atheist website for podcasts of previous programs. You can also browse articles, book reviews, and peruse the calendars of upcoming events. You can sign up for the Atheist Weekly email. This will tell you links, give you links to upcoming events, like we have one next week where a recurring guest, Marissa Alexa McCool, will be do, speaking at our business meeting. Yay. Should be super awesome. I know I will be there. Ditto. It's a great way to stay connected with the community, and we have tons of activities all around the Twin Cities and the outlying suburbs. If you enjoy the show and all that Minnesota Atheist has to offer, consider becoming a member of Minnesota Atheist. Membership has some great perks, and check out the website for how and what. With all that relevant and useful information out of the way, let's get back to our conversation with Maddie Love and Daniel Hansen. And Daniel, you are listing off the things that Ellen White was some interesting- speaking Prophesizing beliefs, beliefs that she had, beliefs. she had um, that God had shown her. Like, like tea was bad. That's kind of a Mormon thing too. Interesting. Uh, yeah, the anti-caffeine thing. Uh, traditionally, um, SDAs don't drink caffeine. So um, is herbal tea okay then? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's hmm. fine because hmm. apparently that doesn't make you talk. So <laughs> <laughs> it's that caffeine, it's that stimulant. Uh, um, huh. SDAs uh, traditionally they don't drink alcohol. They don't uh, drink caffeine. They're vegetarian. Um, they don't dance, um, you know, all these, all these things. And so actually, um, they have a very large health system. Um, 
uh, Loma Linda, et cetera, and their health system is is well known of being being really good. Adventists in general, because they lead such clean lives, live almost ten years longer than the average American. So not worth giving up my bacon. <laughs> yeah, um, or dancing, or whatever. I don't well, know. Not to mention, which ten years am I getting rid of here? Yeah, <laughs> must be right. fun. Or the nursing home, nursing home type, or ten years. I'm guessing the yeah. nursing home type. So I'm okay with more bacon. That and I mean, I could adopt these healthy living lifestyles and not adopt the yeah, you weird. Can- do that. Yeah, actually, um, you can just <laughs> do that. So actually, like if you uh, – Morningstar patties, Morningstar uh, – stuff like that, that's all from SDAs. That's, oh. that, that all started there. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll move past that quickly. There's a couple of things I want to hit here also, a couple of beliefs. She, uh, she said uh, in the Gospel Herald, which was the uh, publication uh, I think still is of the SDAs in 1901, that – um, we wouldn't have to worry about color lines in heaven because once we went to heaven, everyone would become white. So she saw that. There's that. <laughs> so we're all going to turn into Very vampires? white. Very white. Uh-huh. So, sort of like the Mormon thing with, with, uh, with that. That's this, not... was, this was when again? 1840? 1901. 1901. Was when she said this. Oh. Yeah. Uh, wonder where she got those ideas. Mm. Can't imagine. No. Right. So... I want to tell you about, like, one of the visions that she had. She was trying to get uh, – this was before uh, Elder Bates, like, came in and, you know, with them. And so she invited them over along with their husband and a couple other people, and they – she went into a vision. And this was this is called her astronomy vision. And God took her flying through the, the, the um, solar system. And she stood there and made flying motions, according to the reports – and she would say things like, um, I see a planet and it has four moons. And Elder Bates said, you know, she's viewing Jupiter. Because um, at that time we thought that Jupiter had four moons. Uh, actually, Jupiter has 69 moons that we're aware <laughs> of now. But, uh, you know, um, that was, you know, the thing. And then, then she saw another planet that had rings and belts. And she saw eight moons. And Elder Bates said, she's describing Saturn. Uh, Saturn, we know, has at least 62 moons now, but again, that was the knowledge back then. And so Elder Bates was fully convinced by this, of course, that that the vision was real. Almost um, as if she had been fed this information almost beforehand. Like, like she just had the knowledge of the day. I was just really hoping she if saw she Uranus. <laughs> If she would have, if she would have said, you know, oh, uh, you know, um, Jupiter, Jupiter has sixty nine moons. Everybody would have, would have laughed, and then now we'd be like, it does have sixty nine moons. Wow, okay, that's a little freaky. Then that I would have been, be, wow, it's like that prophecy be that's demonstrably true after the fact. That like, would have, oh, oh, that would have been really good, right? Yeah. And then there was another prophecy that I'll do, the last one um, about uh, she prophesied that. Um, one of the people that had been sent to Australia, which was uh, one of the places that they were kind of branching into, um, she had told um, this gentleman that was working for her not to buy some land. She had said that. Um, there, then she said that she had a prophecy that he was buying the land and that, that uh, this was really bad, blah, 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 blah. Well, it turns out that the newspaper down there had actually incorrectly stated that he was buying the land uh, and that he had never intended to but of course, it kind of looks like she might have picked up the paper on that, read that, and then had a prophecy, and then. So uh, her prophecies are kind of like Trump's tweets. 
he he watches Fox Less News. Less crass, <laughs> um, <laughs> right? Just as racist, right? <laughs> so, okay, uh, when I was growing up, um, I, w- I want to touch on this this Seventh Day Adventist this this, this uh, thing on Saturday because it's hugely important to them. All right, it they believe it's really what defines them from the rest of the world, and and most of them. When I when I grew up, uh, I was taught that. The uh, the Antichrist when he comes will be the Pope, um, and they believe that the whole world will come together as one one um, government, which seems tricky since we can't even stand to sit next to each other usually. I was gonna say this is sounding like a lot of Christian movies I've heard. Oh certain people yeah, make fun this of. is this is where it all comes from. This is oh this is gosh. this is the origins. A lot of people don't know this comes from Seventh Day Adventism. Um, they're they're young Earth uh, creationists. They believe the Earth is like six to ten thousand years old. Um, they believe in a noadic flood. But let's go, let's go back to the one government. <laughs> oh yeah, so it's all going to become one government, and everyone's going to be forced to go to church on Sunday. Um, but they won't because they have the truth, and because of this, they will be outcast and hunted down. Um, and so they will be hunted into the hills and just at the last moment, then right before they're all killed and stuff, then Jesus will come and take them off into heaven. Um, Persecu- not 1844 though. Persecution complex. Check. Yes. Yes, indeed. <laughs> so, so that's, you know, it didn't happen so much when I was a kid, but my older brothers, like they would, they would, uh, like, like do little test things like, uh, in the schools, kind of like you would have with uh, nuclear bombs or whatever. It's like, okay, you know, what's, what would you do if somebody came in and, you know, blah, 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 you know, sort of thing. So it's a little freaky like that. All uh, of those movies that God awful movies make fun of make so much yeah, more sense in all, a terrifying way. They all come from there. Um, Too bad so, they don't listen to our show. <laughs> here's, here's, I told you about the health message. Here's the other one good thing about, about the SDA movement, though. Because of this, they don't trust the government at all. They won't take any money from the government because it would behold them. All right. They are hugely into separation of church and state for obvious reasons. Their lawyers are often, often will work with like Freedom From Religion Foundation, FFRF, <laughs> um, because they are fighting. And so it's like, well, that's great, actually. You know, I'm, I'm all about that. There's a silver lining. There's another silver lining. Right. At the oh. same time, we do have to suffer through them having ability to make all of those terrible movies. Yeah. But I don't have to watch those. True. Um, except for you might at one point. We, yeah, we were but I'm getting recompense. I'm getting bread out of that. There is a there is a movie. I did not say I would make you bread for this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you ask really nicely, maybe. <laughs> the the uh, the Great Flood sort of thing, um, that is – that had – pretty much been debunked, uh, you know, a long time ago, and everybody had given up on that. Um, and one of the main things that brought that back was uh, somebody named George McCready Price, um, who uh, was an SDA and 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 uh, I think knew Ellen White, I'm not positive, or came out right after that. And he did a lot of the biblical ge- geography sort of thing, um, showing that you know, supposedly the, the earth was in a flood and stuff like that. That's kind of what brought all of the flood belief back also. Um, so there's actually a lot of the things, um, some of the crazier things, honestly, that, that you like wonder where, where some of this came from. It's from this really small denomination. Um, How did they get the, the pulp to get all this stuff back? You know, I don't know, honestly. Um, 
it, it's, you know, the right people in the right place. I mean, Ben Carson, right? Um, <laughs> I told you about their medical ability, you know. Well, Ben Carson, um, for all of his other flaws, is an, um, was an amazing, you know, neurosurgeon. Um, they, uh, I don't know, I guess they, they, they do have a few strengths here and there, but... Uh, well, but, we can judge, the, you know, the quality of their religious beliefs on one aspect. Right. But that doesn't mean that they are bad people or stupid people or not industrious people. Oh, yeah. And, and I'll, I'll tell you, you know, uh, as, as a former SDA, most of my family are, are SDA. And, you know, um, some of them are the most amazingly wonderful, kind, generous people you'll ever meet. They, they, they donate their time. They help people like few people I've ever met in my life, you know. Uh, so I'm not sitting here in judgment on, on, on Seventh-day Adventists as people. I'm I'm just laying down kind of where SDAism came from and some of the more crazy stuff because um, there's a lot of it that I haven't touched on. Um, we so may yeah, have to do this again. Yeah, so, <laughs> so don't you know don't make this in, into something that I'm, I'm sitting here like tearing into into everybody who has these beliefs. I just I think but some of can... the beliefs are a little crazy, and this is facts. I'm not right, making right. this up. No, you know. I was gonna say we can we can respect the people as people, but we can also look at what they what they look at as true and go, that's not Yeah, right. we can love the sinner and hate the sin. Exactly. <laughs> right? They also, uh, they also by the way, they, they're Trinitarians. If you're, if, you're, if you're curious about that, they do believe in the Godhead, the, the three is one and the oh. one is three and all that sort of thing. Um, they believe in full baptism. Um, interestingly, uh, as an adult, preferably 12 and over, uh, because they don't believe if you're a child, you can make a decision on, on something like that. Hmm. So There's all this stuff like, I, you know, I was an evangelical fundy. A lot of this, these are the same beliefs I had, not minus the health stuff, mm-hmm. minus the, good the Saturday stuff. Oh. Not instead of Sunday. Yeah, yeah. But a lot of like seven day creation, mm-hmm. full flood, all that stuff. Yep. That was us. I, yeah. I grew up Catholic. So oh, so the, you were following the Antichrist. Yeah. Good job. Well, Thanks, Hertz. But we obviously. also believed the Pope was going to be the Antichrist. Did you? Yeah. That's the left behind books. I mean, he, it's yeah. not the Pope. Oh, yeah, that was. But the, the guy that steps in to be is essentially like the Pope. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, so I followed the Antichrist and then also, you know, did cannibalism. <laughs> we'll talk about that one day, maybe. <laughs> right. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll take a, a crack at the Catholics. Do you still have a, a taste for that, miss that flesh? No. No. Okay. no, but thank you for tuning in to Atheist Talk. We'd love for you to join us again next Sunday, which should be another exciting episode. Have a wonderful weekend, everybody. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>